It's Wednesday, March 25th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, Senate leaders say they've reached a historic deal to help Americans with the fallout of COVID-19. We'll tell you what's in the bill as of now and why each part of the bill is important. Then New York is being called an epicenter of COVID-19. Why is that? And what can the rest of the country learn from New York's experience? And finally, state attorneys general say they've got a fix for those pricey provisions you're seeing online. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by New Aller Life. More life, less blah. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic is a rapidly changing story with lots of moving parts. And we're going to help you sort out what exactly you need to know, starting with the three big developments of the day. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, we have a deal. It took many days and long nights of negotiations. But today, a little after midnight, Senate leaders announced they finally agreed on a big COVID-19 economic relief package. And it's really big, like around $2 trillion big. It's by far the largest economic rescue in American history. For context, it's about half of what the entire U.S. government budget was last year. And Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said today it was important for Congress to rise to the occasion. Our nation needed us to go big and go fast, and they did. This relief bill is supposed to help out in a lot of ways. It's meant to help individual Americans, the companies we work for, and the institutions we're counting on to get through this pandemic like hospitals and state and local governments. So we're going to break down what's in the bill and why. Just a quick note before we get into the details. Even though senators said they agreed on this bill early on Wednesday, throughout the day and as we recorded this, the details were still being finalized. So we recommend double-checking those details once things finally get signed. Okay, so let's start with checks. Because who doesn't love getting money in the mail? According to one think tank, once this bill is signed into law, it's expected that about 90% of all Americans will get direct financial assistance. The people who won't are those with higher incomes. We're talking more than $75,000 a year in individual income or $150,000 in annual salary for married couples. Everyone else qualifies for a check for $1,200 per adult or $2,400 for married couples. And if you've got kids, you'll receive an extra 500 bucks per child. This bill will also expand unemployment benefits. People who've been laid off recently could receive an extra $600 per week on top of what they can already get from state programs. And importantly, gig workers like Uber drivers or other people treated as independent contractors instead of full-time employees are getting help too. For the first time, they'll be eligible for unemployment benefits. As to what we're supposed to do with this money, that's up to us. But between having to cover rent and paying for groceries or unexpected medical bills, we're all going through a lot right now. So every dollar helps. The next big part of this economic relief bill is for businesses. A lot of them aren't doing too great right now either. So they'll get about $500 billion in loans. The airline industry will reportedly get tens of billions of dollars of that. Another $17 billion will go towards loans that support national security. Congress didn't name any names, but that's reportedly supposed to mostly go to the airplane manufacturer, Boeing. Another $367 billion in the bill is for small businesses. 
to help them keep paying employees, even if those employees have to stay at home. And today, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said that he hoped that would avoid mass layoffs, which could cause long-term disruptions for the labor market. It will also allow companies to furlough workers so they, they can stay on as employees, so that when, God willing, this crisis abates, they can quickly resume work with their employer and businesses can reassemble. At the request of Democrats who actually blocked two earlier drafts of this bill, there's going to be an inspector general and an oversight board to track who gets help and make sure companies aren't using financial assistance to give their CEOs big bonuses. The two other big areas of this bill have to do with the medical response to this outbreak and how to pay for it. Because remember, COVID-19 is a medical emergency, and it's putting hospitals, cities, and states in a big financial pinch as they keep up with a rising number of sick patients. So this relief bill sets aside up to $130 billion for hospitals. A lot of them are struggling right now to pay for new equipment or new staff, or rent out space to treat new patients. And since state and local governments are also on a spending spree right now to buy more masks, breathing machines, and other equipment, Democrats say they'll get access to another $150 billion fund. At the time we recorded this, Democrats and Republicans in the Senate were giving speeches saying, we're on the same page about this bill. But reportedly, the final, final details are still being worked out. And even if the Senate votes on it tonight, the House still needs to vote on it. And Democratic leaders in the House say they want at least 24 hours to read the text. So the timing of all this is still TBD. It turns out, even when Congress says it's working fast, that's all relative. But overall, this will be the third major bill Congress has passed in response to COVID-19. And a fourth one could come in the following weeks. Our second big story today involves the great state of New York. You might have seen headlines lately calling New York State an epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak in the U.S. As of today, the state's recorded more than 30,000 people infected with COVID-19. That's more than half of all cases in the U.S. Yesterday, New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo said, where his state is now, other states will follow in just a few weeks. We are your future. Today, he was a bit more optimistic and said that things like social distancing in the state have slowed the rate of people being hospitalized. This is uh, a very good sign and a positive sign. Still, Cuomo says the state has a long way to go, and the virus outbreak in New York has yet to reach its peak. So why has New York been hit so hard by this? Cuomo says it's for a few reasons. One, he says, is that New York is testing more people per capita than anywhere else in the U.S., so it just has a better sense of who's sick and who's not. At the same time, the virus is spreading quickly in New York, and especially in New York City, the most densely populated city in the country. It's also a huge travel hub. Last year, over a million flights came in and out of the region. It's gotten to the point that yesterday, Dr. Deborah Burks, the White House's coronavirus response coordinator, had this message for anyone who's recently been in New York. Everybody who was in New York should be self-quarantining for the next 14 days to ensure that the virus doesn't spread to others. Since all eyes are on New York, many are also watching what problems the state is facing in trying to get a handle on things. Cuomo says his biggest concern right now is ventilators, aka the machines some patients need in order to breathe. He says the state is short by about 30,000. After pushing the Trump administration for more, the White House now says it's sending an extra 4,000. To make up the difference, one of the things New York is trying is splitting machines. Here's Cuomo yesterday. 
The ventilator. We use one ventilator for two patients. Uh, it's difficult to perform. It's experimental. But at this point, we have no alternatives. Hospitals across the U.S. say they're dealing with ventilator shortages, too. So if this experimental approach works, it could be a potential lesson for the entire country. Cuomo is also asking for other states to share resources like ventilators with New York. And he's promising to pay it forward. Here he is today. So I said to the White House, send us the equipment that we need. Uh, Send us the personnel. As soon as we get past our critical moment, we will redeploy that equipment and personnel to the next hotspot. Machines are one thing. Finding people to work them is another. But Cuomo has a plan for that. Last week, he asked recently retired healthcare workers to sign up to be on call for the pandemic. Today, he announced over 40,000 people had sent in their information and listed their relevant experience. Bringing retired health workers back into the fold is something that other states like Colorado and California might also turn to. Keep in mind, though, even though New York is an epicenter, concerning outbreaks are popping up elsewhere, too. According to the Times-Picayune newspaper, if you look at the rates of COVID-19 infections per capita, New Orleans is getting as bad as some counties in New York. And Louisiana's governor warns that hospitals there could be at capacity by next weekend. So New York isn't alone, but it is one of the states being watched closely to see if the techniques it's trying could be used elsewhere as things get worse. Which brings us to our third big story of the day. If you've been shopping online recently and noticed prices were higher than usual, you're not alone. Attorneys general from over 30 states say they've noticed it too, and they want it to stop. Today, a bipartisan group of U.S. attorneys sent a letter to some of the world's major online platforms. Think Amazon, Walmart, Facebook, and eBay. Telling those companies they need to do more to prevent price gouging amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Keyword being prevent. What attorneys are responding to are prices like $40 toilet paper and $25 face masks. Right now, the AGs say these retailers are playing whack-a-mole, trying to take down one high-priced hand sanitizer at a time. Instead, the AGs say these companies should be setting up price protections before states declare emergencies. The AGs also want companies to make fair pricing pages where consumers can report fishy behavior. To be fair, Amazon said this week it worked to remove hundreds of thousands of unfairly priced items. And eBay told Reuters that it's working to remove items with false health claims. But these AGs are saying companies need to be thinking bigger. Here come the allergy blahs. That dreary feeling you still get even once your allergy meds have relieved your symptoms. Enter Allerlife, a line of supplements that can help. Take Allerlife as part of your daily routine. Allerlife does not treat allergy symptoms such as runny nose, itchy eyes, or watery eyes. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, we're pressing pause on the latest developing stories to talk about something a bit more positive. And what's more positive than a trip to the zoo? What do you think? Great. <laughs> Monty is a penguin at the Santa Barbara Zoo. 
The zoo's been closed thanks to COVID-19, but Monty's gotten to take a few trips out of his enclosure and the zoo filmed it. There's Jump! And he also got to visit his animal neighbors. Oh my god, Whee! so cute frolicking in the grass. Whee! Oh my god. <laughs> but even though we're mostly stuck inside our own enclosures these days, it turns out you don't have to be a penguin to see some cool animals. Zoos and aquariums and animal conservation groups around the world are putting up live stream cameras so the great outdoors can come to your living room. We'll link to some of them in our show notes. There's so many people fighting on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. And today, we have a listener who wants to give a special shout-out to some unsung heroes. Here's Rachel. Uh, So I'm a healthcare worker, and I just wanted to take a minute to thank a group of essential workers that I think have been forgotten about. And those are all the janitors and custodians and all the lovely people cleaning our hospitals and keeping them safe for us to work in. Their work is helping to save lives in hospitals across the country and around the world. So thank you guys for continuing to work with us throughout this pandemic. We completely agree. Thanks for calling in to make the shout out, Rachel. If you want to give us a call, we want to hear how you're finding ways to help others during this time. Leave us a voicemail at the phone number in our show notes, and we might feature your call on the show. And that's all for Skim This. Remember, we also want to hear your messages for your loved ones that you can't physically meet up with right now. So give us a call at 646-461-6370 and leave us a voicemail or DM us on Instagram at The Skim. And we might just share your message on an upcoming episode. Don't forget, if you aren't signed up yet for our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, you can do so on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 